This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Hey! It's the Rebel Scum Podcast. We're talking Star Wars books today because Andrew Fantasia sent me a text message and said, I need to talk about Star Wars books. He's got a gripe with them. Brock, you love them. Ross, we haven't talked about them, so I have no idea. But why don't you introduce yourself first, Ross, and tell everybody who you are. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you all for having me. Uh, my name is Ross Holobin, uh, based out of Indianapolis. I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I remember seeing The Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Um, and opening night for Return of the Jedi is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, seeing the full line and seeing camera news crews there to to watch people going into this film and stuff. So, um, just awesome. And have remained a fan you know, waning in and out as life came about, but then Rogue One happened and <laughs> all the cards were back in again. So yeah, that's what I do. I write, I write some for Fanta tracks, uh, very involved in uh, the coffee with Kenobi community as well. And, you know, enjoy every chance I get to talk to fellow fans and, you know, just kind of live the nerddom. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were a fan of us since you were a kid because we've been around. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought too. Like, you, oh, you're a huge fan. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> what? Well, obviously a fan. <laughs> big time. Uh, big time. Uh, but thanks for joining us. We are going to talk about books because, like I said, Andrew, I don't know what's going on in his head. I got I, right off the top, though, I've got to be honest with you guys. I think the last book I read was Leia, Princess of Alderaan. That wasn't the last book that came out there. I bought it like later, but I haven't been keeping up with the Star Wars novels because I'm not a real fan. That's very clear. Um, it's just there's so many of them. I just can't keep up. Brock, I know you are all about the High Republic. Yeah. So, Andrew, why why don't we just kick it off with you and your hatred for all things written? <laughs> it's it's because you're trying to push side scrollers so much. You're like every other book is good trash. What this this whole thing right here? <laughs> side scroller. <laughs> Word. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, I mean, they can't all be side scroller, right? I can't fault them for that. Um, no, I've been, you know, I'm a book guy. I've always been a book guy. Scholastic Book Fair was the highlight of my my day in grade one and through seven. Um, so I've been keeping up with the books, but I feel like I've reached a point now. And that's why I, I messaged you about this, James, of doing this episode, because I feel like I've reached a point where if I have to stop digesting one piece of Star Wars, you know, you've got the movies, the animated series, the shows, the comics, the books, whatever. If I have to cut one of them for time and money or just lack of interest, whatever, I've come to the point where I'm like, it's going to be the books. <laughs> and it's just, it's come to this point um, where I feel like I've nailed down why it is, but I, I don't hate the books. I just feel like they're 
approaching Star Wars from a different angle than my heart usually wants to. Um, and I think it just comes down to genre for me. Star Wars in itself is like, it's one of those things where it's every genre, right? It's like Back to the Future. If I was running a blockbuster, I don't know what shelf I would put these two movies on because they're a little bit of everything. Star Wars is fantasy, it's sci-fi, it's romance, it's Western, it's samurai, it's everything. And I think at the end of the day, the biggest takeaway I got, I finished Fallen Star, the last Old Republic novel. That's the last thing I read. And I'm digging Old Republic. I think it's really beautiful. But I feel like once I put that book down and I looked at my shelf of books in canon, I feel like every one of those books, with the exception of like three, focuses primarily on Star Wars as a sci-fi and nothing else. And I think that sci-fi is my least favorite part of Star Wars. The whole idea of the space station is breaking, we don't have oxygen. That's my least favorite part of Star Wars. Um, and the fact that so many of these books zero in on that and tend to avoid the fantasy, the adventure, the samurai stuff, I think that comes to the heart of why I'm like, if I gotta drop something, it's gonna be these. So I don't know. You guys, tell me why I'm wrong. When you said Old Republic, you meant High Republic, right? Did I say Old Republic? I'm yeah, yeah. I got confused yeah. there for a second. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, I read the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Fallen Star, which is like the end part of like the adult fiction so far of High Republic. It was like, the spaceship is falling apart. It's like, we barely spent any time on that spaceship <laughs> or uh, space station. Um, I get it though. Cause like, I remember when, like, well, when we started this podcast, like one of my headphones just went up. You guys can still hear me, right? Yep. Cool. Yeah. It's just me. It's not you. It's me. Um, when we started doing this podcast, I know James was pretty uh, into the books as you were, Andrew. So it's sort of like, I feel like I was like that when you guys were doing it, where it's like, I was like, ah, because like a book is a lot of time to put in, right? You can watch a movie in two hours or, you know, over the course of two days, you can read a comic or t and watch a TV show in 45 minutes. You read a book, like unless you have huge chunks of your day where you have nothing to do, it's like, it's a lot of devotion to put in, right? Um, I think why i got into this high republic outside of the, like or sorry a high republic outside of like oh that's a cool idea was like oh here's a new jumping off point like i was so behind on the other books like the uh uh what was the book uh aftermath like the there was three of those books aftermath like i was so behind on reading them that i just i read a few books but not those and like i I, I was like, ah, I don't, like, I'm too far. So anyways, when High Republic came around, it felt like a Marvel reboot where I was like, here's your jumping off point. Here's your number one. We'll do another number one in two years, which <laughs> I think High Republic is doing. I, I still can't understand what the next section of this was. But yeah, I totally get it, though, because it's like, I, I in the last podcast, uh, the, our normal podcast, um, I talked about how if you're missing the EU expanded universe of the 90s, like High Republic's really giving that back. But it's like, it's still kind of, I think I compared it to fan fiction where it's just like, it doesn't, if George Lucas doesn't really touch it, is it really Star Wars? I don't know. But 
that's just my thought. Ross, what say you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of all in on the books. Like I, it was the uh, I, I don't know. Without getting too much into Boba Fett or anything here, mm. after the final episode of Boba Fett, I turned and said, I wish I had read this instead of watched it. <laughs> um, so that's just a, a certain a certain way. You know, there's the storytelling of things. There's the, you know, and it depends who writes it. Like if, if you're getting the Claudia Gray, the Charles Sewell, Kevin Scott, those authors and, and just some of the amazing ones that are they're involved in this process, you get just knock down, drag out stories. I, I think the high Republic is a completely different beast. And I, th I think it's fun in that regard, just because it is something fresh. It's new. It's, Hey, you know what? This isn't, Hey, we found a Jedi. This is, Oh my God, they're all here. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, who is this Jedi? Who's their Padawan? Oh, they all know each other. And you're kind of that world building and that those things that have been hinted at, you know, whether it was in Legends, whether it was in other stories is, oh, now we're really going to get to see this. So I love that component of it. And the fact that things can branch off, um, you know, back to back to live action. You know, when Timothy Oliphant came on screen, I was like, oh, my God, this is Cobb Vanth. Like, I knew immediately from the Aftermath books. I was like, oh, this is Cobb Vanth. This is unbelievable. Like, like excited probably to the extent that some people were when Luke showed up in, at the finale of season two. So, you know, the books have definitely added that, um, you know, and then hopefully we get to see the uh, blue skinned guy coming up soon in the uh, in the Ahsoka series. Oh, yeah, Mr. Thrawn. And see that... The throng of it all is like, I'm excited for him in the show, but his books were my least favorite books. Uh, and it came back to it being because they were so sci-fi. They were hard sci-fi. Mm -hmm. It was like, there was like three whole chapters of like, what mathematical degree should I turn my cannon to to have the best firepower? And I'm like, oh my God, what happened to Samurai? Like, where am I? Uh, so the seeing Thrawn in live action, like I can't wait for that because that's going to save Thrawn for me. Hashtag save Thrawn. It's, it's going to bring him back to the fold in a Star Wars-y way that I think I'll appreciate more than I do anything where Zahn is involved. Um, so we, we have this High Republic thing, and I think it's interesting that, you know, all three of us are stoked by what High Republic is offering because I think that it was really smart of whoever maybe it was a collective idea, but whoever had the idea of, listen, guys, when we release these books, um, we need some kind of extra thing that's, you know, it's not in the book itself, but we are going to send this to fans and it's, here's pictures of everybody. Uh, and, you know, this is what Avar Chris looks like and her lightsaber is green and her, her handguard looks like this. And I feel like if we didn't have that art and High Republic just came out and was like, here's a book, here's Light of the Jedi, I feel like we would have had a much more lukewarm response because of just how visual Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. And to ask longtime fans, even though we are longtime fans, and we can, you know, you tell us here's a Biff, and we we know what a Biff looks like. Uh, it's I think it would be a big ask 
to be like, here's this giant literary project. We're going to ask you to follow all these new characters, but we're not going to really give you anything visual. Just, I'm going to say Stellan Gaios and your mind just has to, you know, decide for yourself what Stellan Gaios looks like. So I'm glad that they took this route. And I'm really curious how different the reception would have been if they hadn't. Andrew, 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 you're, you're just always so wrong, and here's why. And and this is this is why High Republic is genius, and also their major mistake. Because yeah, you're right. Like the one thing that was exciting about High Republic when they announced this was like we got visuals. Like here's Evar Chris, and here's like he's here's a Chewbacca with a lightsaber. His name is Buryaga, and we're like whoa. <laughs> Um, but like the thing is, I think, and I agree with what Ross said, like they have heavy hitter writers like Charles Soule only like really writes one of these books and the first one. And it's really, really good. And then Claudia Gray just knocks it out apart. Like the experience of this has been very interesting because I've read, I think all of the books, like the YA, the young readers, the adults, like the regular three or whatever I've read, I think the first 10 issues of the, the Marvel comic book and i've read the first graphic novel of the idw uh, ya or kids comic these all work together so that's where you're wrong andrew's like there are visuals but it's like i'm guessing you haven't read any of them correct i've read the marvel all of them or just like one or two uh the first two trades so i think I oh okay so then Okay, then you'll then you'll be totally on board on what I'm about to say. We like sold Avar Chris as like the main character, mm-hmm. and after Light of the Jedi, she's gone. <laughs> she's just gone <laughs> because she is like relegated to the comic book to an extent. I I don't think she's really the main character in that, but like she, it's so it's so wild. It's like yeah, you're right. Like Stellan Geos is a perfect character. A uh, perfect example of a character where, like, he's kind of in one and then he's kind of not in another one. And then he's the main character in this other one. So it's like, if you're not reading everything, and I don't think you need to, but if you're not reading everything, a lot of it's lost on you. Because it's like, uh, like, uh, like um, uh, I, 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 should, I was going to write all the titles down because that's one of my major problems. I, I, I can't remember all of them. Uh, but, like, what happens in, like... Uh, race to crash point mountain happens in uh out of the sh- out of the shadows or into the darkness or out of the light and into my heart or I, I, <laughs> in, I, into the dark thank you into the dark yeah, yeah. but you, you follow me on that like some of these titles sound exactly the same so yeah, it's, yeah. it's frustrating but you know like it's kind of cool and i i think they were smart because like star wars fans are like oh yes <laughs> like how many me- you saw the memes after book of boba fett where like Cad Bane shows up and it's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh, it's like Star Wars fan. Oh, it's like, so I agree with what you're saying, but I disagree because it's like there is visuals, but like that is a huge loss, right? Like, because I think I would argue a bunch of the cover art for the books show you a character and then you're reading it, then you read it and you're like, oh, these aren't, this character isn't as important as I think it is. They're occasionally, not all the time it happens. Like, I'm reading. Midnight Horizon right now, and that is a misleading cover page. It's like it's right and it's wrong all at the same time. But uh, and one last thought is like, as much as I enjoy the idea of like different people working on this, and they're you can tell they're dedicated, but like 
when you go from one story with one writer to an, another part of the story with another, it, it, I do find it like you lose a little bit. Like if you don't like Claudia Gray, then you're going to hate two or three of these books. If you don't like Justina Ireland, oh, watch out. So anyways, sorry. That was a, a huge information dump. No, and and I think I think the trickiest part with it is that there's a lot of Star Wars going on at once. Mm-hmm. So I love the, you know, growing up, we all got to focus on films and it was, oh, I'm going to let's watch these same three over and over again over and for over again. years <laughs> and years and years. So, you know, you develop that, you know, familial and territorial place with it that I think distracts the fandom sometimes and just like, no, this is this way because of this, because, you know, it is, you know, Andrew going the sci-fi route, it is the sci-fi Bible and mm. it is, no, we, we do know this for a lot of people. Um, but then before we really got it, got talking here, Andrew and I were talking and when episode five of Boba Fett happened, I had just started the last book. So I had just started the fallen star and I'm two and a half, three chapters in and watch that fifth episode of Boba Fett. And I was like, well, the fallen star is going away because I'm not going to retain any of this story right now because of <laughs> everything that just happened in Boba Fett. And I'm not going to water down because I love Claudia Gray and I want to make sure I can give that my full attention. So I think that's the hardest part. And especially when you have comics, you have, television shows you have books you have you know almost keeping up with what starwars.com is putting out as well as they're covering these things but the beauty of it and i i still like to thank peter jackson for this is what he did with um what he did with lord of the rings what he did behind the scenes and showing people how the story evolved and what they're doing with that for the High Republic, that's going to be awesome for fans that may get into it a little bit late, seeing the story group at Skywalker Ranch doing their brainstorms and saying, okay, what's what's the primary tragedy that we're all going to build back from and having a plan? And I, I feel like so much of that came from the turmoil that happened with the sequel trilogy, where, oh, we're just going to make, we're going to make stuff up as we go. And then this filmmaker is going to change what this filmmaker did. Now the story's in place. And, you know, when they do get made into live action or films, there's a lot more foundation to that where it's not, I I felt like a lot of the, the more recent books that came out with the sequel trilogy really were retconning because, Oh, we didn't tell enough about this character. We don't have like the Poe book. I, I was just like, oh, this got, I felt bad for the author because I was like, they probably gave this guy a month to get this together. Oh, no. <laughs> and and really force it out. Um, you know, and, and it's an it's an author that I like. I think it's older. Um, mm. And it's an author that I like. And, and there were parts of it that I liked, but I just felt like, ooh, this was rushed. <laughs> um, and, and so much of that, I think, was to help those films and to help JJ real people back in again saying, Oh no, no, no. We do know this about them. We do know this background and Poe's parents are this and this, and here's how he was raised. And you know, that I like the high Republic better because 
they're establishing it and you can build from there because the story is already created as opposed to guessing what's coming. Yeah. What you just said reminded me of when I got excited for aftermath. Cause they're like, this is the story between Jedi and the force awakens. And then when you read it, it was like, there couldn't have been a story because they didn't know what the story was after return of the Jedi. (laughs) Even though we had a movie, they didn't know what, what they were building towards. And that was, and I think Rise of Skywalker kind of went back to what Aftermath was alluding to, but they no one knew what was going on at that point. That was my big thing. But Claudia Gray released Lost Stars the same day as the first Aftermath, and that's you know, that's the end of the story there because she's she's probably for me top tier author of Star Wars right now is what I would say. Like she's just, and that's why. Leia, Princess of Alderaan was the last book that I read because it was a Claudia Gray one. And I was like, that's the one I'm going to get. But yeah, what you said reminds me of Aftermath, but it seems like they've learned from, I don't know if it's a mistake, but they learned from, like you said, they figured out what the conflict is and they worked their way back. Yeah. Aftermath really felt like, thinking back to it, that book was marketed as JJ didn't have room to put this in the movie, so he wants you to read this. And then... (laughs) It's like, who is this Rax guy? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so true. The the promise of that is much more of a tangible thing in High Republic, and I mean we're only a third of the way through High Republic, and look how much stuff they've like bombarded yeah. us with. So, I'm really hoping, like you said, Ross, in, in regards to how Peter Jackson kind of showed you behind the scenes, I'm really hoping that when High Republic is all said and done they release some kind of like Disney plus documentary or something about the making of it. Cause that would be beautiful to see how that all played out. Can I ask you guys a question about high Republic as uh, someone who hates star Wars is not involved in it at all. Clearly that's me. But the, the, the question I have is high Republic. And you mentioned book of Boba Fett. You have Boba Fett, Mando sequel trilogy, whatever else is happening. Do you guys like, that the High Republic kind of lives in its own little bubble. I mean, it's a huge bubble because there's so much. But do you like that it's separate enough from the stuff we're getting theatrically and on TV? Because, uh, you know, like we talked Aftermath, they're interjecting everything, but now these are very separate stories. I like that it's its own thing. Uh, But I specifically, I like that it's its own thing chronologically. Because even though that bubble is separate, you know, we still see Coruscant every once in a while. We still uh, see snippets of what's to come. We still have sort of, it's in the same family. We're just looking at the ancestors. Um, One of the things I have not touched and I don't plan to touch is the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. (laughs) Now, my feelings about Thrawn himself. Thrawn! Thrawn! That that trilogy, I, from what I gather, I could be totally wrong, but it looks like it's also in its own little bubble. Yeah, there is. But that bubble is just like, here's the Chiss Ascendancy and all about them. And I'm not interested in that bubble. I don't think I could live in that bubble for one book, let alone three books. Ross, have you guys read those three books? Oh, yeah. Go go ahead, Ross. I can't remember where. (laughs) (laughs) I've read them all. And I've read most of them multiple times at this point like i'm for me it was the chiss ascendancy is where this goes next and where does that tie in so in the back of my mind and i'm probably completely off and it's just me as a fan wanting to see something 
with how Thrawn approaches everything, his end goal and why he helped the Empire and the Emperor was to serve the Chiss Ascendancy. So I'm still of the mindset of, oh, he and Ezra are off and they're going to both figure out that, hey, we want the same thing. You know, so Thrawn's a bad guy to everyone right now. In my mind, he's just, he's he's a player. And, oh, the Emperor and the Empire is no longer a thing. I'm not beholden to them. Who's going to help me help the Chiss Ascendancy the most? So I see that as a possibility. I'm probably completely wrong, and he's just going to be the biggest baddie of the bads, and we'll deal with it that way. But I think it has been written so that he has flexibility and that we have an entire new race and set of planets and things like that to tie in. Because even what they do, where the Chiss live, like those worlds seem fascinating to me. So I I love what they did with it. I also understand that it is, it is not everyone's cup of tea. Like I love the strategy of Thrawn. I, I don't need to see him with a blaster fighting someone. I like that he's like, oh, you know what? If we come in at this angle and do a hy- hyperspace short jump at this, this is going to all play out right. And seeing how he gets in and out of things. So that that's where I do appreciate it. But I know there are a lot of people that are just like, oh, God, this is dry. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that trilogy, like, does it take place pretty much 99% outside of the familiar galaxy? Like, it's just Chiss planets, just Chiss people? Uh, for the for the Thrawn Ascendancy series, yeah. so which came out second. So right. the Thrawn prequels went there, and you yeah. didn't and you didn't get as much. But it is you know, the the ones where the originals that came out within canon, because he's a character from before canon was established, so he had to get reintroduced, but. Where you have Thrawn, you have Thrawn alliances and Thrawn treason. Those are amazing, and they're, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Thrawn has met characters at different stages of their lives, and it's just like, oh, I just put this together. Like there's some awesome stuff that goes on, and they go to Batu before Batu was even a place that anyone knew before. Right. So. Uh, Zoraida Cordova, I, I interviewed her for an article um, and she did one of the one of the books on Batu. Um, and she's the one that alerted me that if you go to Oga's cantina, there's a shot fired by Thrawn. Oh, cool. Where you see the smoke, the smoke hole of the blaster <laughs> pockmark against the wall. So it's just like. It is very well tied in in some areas like that. So I love that. That's really cool. Um, Brock, you've read all the Throns as well? All no, I, I think I stopped at Treason. Uh, okay. Not out of just, I was just like, it's like Ross said, it's like, it's very interesting, but it's like, if you're not in all in on it, it's like, wait, what's going on here? So um, no, I, I don't know. I, I think I've only read the first two, so. But not just ascendancy. Yeah, I've I'm in the same boat. I've read those three, so mm-hmm. up, like finished treason, and I was like, okay, 
I'm one of those people who this is definitely not my cup of tea. So I've never touched Ascendancy. And I feel like Ascendancy is just all in on, not just Thrawn, but all in on the Chiss pocket. Like it's completely its own thing, right? It, like, it's it's mini High Republic. Mm. Right, right. Does it bother anyone else that the main villain in High Republic also has blue skin and dark eyes? And I'm like, wait a second. Because <laughs> I like I think the first book I didn't clock that, and then in the comics they show up, but I think they mentioned in the book that Marshawn Rowe, when he takes his helmet off, he's got blue skin and dark eyes. And I'm like, but like your other big villain is Thrawn, he's blue skinned and red eyes. I'm like, for a second there, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this are they all are not the same character, but like are they the same race? I don't think that's accurate, right? Like, I was like. Why would you choose that? <laughs> yeah, it, and it's like who at the story group had a traumatic Smurf experience as a kid <laughs> yeah. that, that caused all this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there's a lot of good things about the High Republic. It's exciting because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, like I could see this. And then I will say this: I'm taking interest in it because I'm curious how Acolyte, the show that hopefully will be made, will will work into it. I I like. Because I don't think it's going to be necessary during the part of the what we're reading in the books, but it's going to connect in some way. So where exactly will this all intermingle? I think uh, I think the fact that this video game that they were going to release, uh, High Republic Eclipse, was that it? Now it's like it's like the developers are like getting canceled on the internet. Even though they released a, a trailer, nothing, nothing is done, and it's just like we probably won't see it for two to three years. It's like I'm curious that if that wouldn't been a stumbling block, perhaps there'd be like, because like, what would we have seen in that? I, I don't know. Like, it, we know it occurs during the High Republic era, but will we see uh, book characters in this? In the, and then, like, that goes back to what Andrew was saying. It's like. There has to be a visual. So, like, a, a a video game can really help with that. So, I don't know. Anything that gets me closer to being able to play as Avar Chris, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for this sandbox game that I don't know why Star Wars has never gone that route yet. Like, what are they waiting for? Uh, but uh, Star Wars is like, Star Wars, a, a Star Wars video game, like, since 2012, we've gotten, not including Lego, four, right? Four games. Am I missing one? Squadron, uh, uh, Fallen Order, and then the Battle Order, yeah. yeah. Right? That's it, just the four. How is that even, we're talking about books, but how, I, I can't even, I just can't comprehend yeah. how badly they dropped the ball. Video games is the biggest industry in the world. Star Wars, we're talking about books all video games are now are like drawn out stories, right? Like a 20 hour, 40 hour story. Star Wars is perfect for that. I, I can't. Well, and that was, way, Bounty Hunters yeah. So many people were upset about, uh, and it, is it EA that has yeah, yeah, yeah. the license? So, mm -hmm. and that's where it was just like, they had a 10 year contract and that's where everyone was upset at them of just like, Oh my God, can they make another game? Please. Like, what are they doing to you? To your point where it's just like you have all these opportunities and you're wasting them. And now I think they're trying to restart that a little bit, but it, it was such a, such a miss. 
And I can't believe Disney allowed that yeah. miss to occur. And then especially with how much they're just, you know, we've got a different fireworks display of Star Wars every second you turn around now so that they can <laughs> make more pops, make more black series, make more everything else. It's just like, oh, here's a new property. Here's a new property. Here's a new property. And and you're right on point. Like the video games, where where are they? Although I can't wait for the Lego game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although we've all been saying that for five years now, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they announced the Lego game uh, the same day they announced that Dwayne Johnson was playing Black Adam. <laughs> um, the So here's a question I'll, I'll put to you. And James, I'll, I'll direct this question to you, too, even though you don't read it. Um, <laughs> Not that I, get, I don't, I can't. <laughs> he can't, that's right. We're making him feel bad. He, he really didn't want to do this video for a reason. So... To, to bring it back to this idea of genre, uh, I went through this phase like a few years ago because I like to write fantasy. So I figured I want to read as much fantasy as possible. So I started reading all the contemporary fantasy I could get my hands on, and I spent years and years reading them. And I, I got to this point where I was like, something is missing from all of these books that feels different. It feels different from what I like to write, and it feels different from what I remember loving about Lord of the Rings and stuff from that era. And I'm like, what is it? What's missing? And I realized that the thing that's missing from every contemporary fantasy book that I've read is adventure. There's no such thing as adventure anymore. Now, contemporary fantasy is all politics. It's all Game of Thrones. It's all like, I'll sleep with this king if you help me backstab this duke. And it's like, okay, cool. Nobody is like setting off to do something. Uh, and Star Wars has always had great adventure. Uh, it's always been part of Star Wars' DNA. And I feel like with the books, the canon books at least, adventure is just not happening. Uh, so if I could pick one genre where I would like the books to go, it would be adventure. So I'll put this question to you guys. When you're not reading Star Wars books, when you're reading other books... What kind of genres or kinds of stories do you like to see? And what genres do you want to see them throw the Star Wars way? Brock, let me start with you. I mean, you know me. I'm heavy into Stephen King. So it's just like, you throw me a Stephen King novel, like, I'll read it. And it doesn't matter. Like, he wrote a book about a sniper. That's the last book he, he put out. Like, a sniper that becomes a hitman. Like, And that's a very... It's, it doesn't matter what he writes about. It's his style. You know, it's going to be like this and that. And granted, he, he's been writing for 50 years. So like how he wrote when he was younger, how he wrote when he was like, like riled up on cocaine and how he was as like, you know, after it got car accident and then being an old man, like it, it's totally different. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say, like, I will sort of read anything, but I think you're hitting on a good point. Like, you, if you're going to read a series, not like not just like I picked up a book, I read it, and I was like, that's great, and then I read a new book. Like if you're gonna read a book of like that's gonna a continuing story, yeah, you need that you need that adventure, which is a group of people or maybe one or two people or what? No, it's usually with adventure, it's like a group of people, right? Like Harry Potter is an adventure, but what at the main core of it is a is a strong group of characters right? right so 
that's what I think I look for. That's not a genre. That's that's a writing trope. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm always looking for books that like make me want to say, yeah, I want to read the next chapter. I, you know, I I don't know how to put that into place. I guess then, yeah, Stephen King is my genre. Thank you. <laughs> I like that, Ross. Um, I'll go with, so I just finished Dave Grohl's book. So I love that. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. Um, great stories in there, you know, right at the beginning, find out that he recorded one in Crofton, Maryland, where I grew up and I had no idea. And I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> Crofton's in Dave Grohl's book. How is this? How is this even happening right now? So, uh, getting those biography stories and, and things like that, I enjoy, um, I've got Hey Whipple squeeze this right now, just because I'm, I work in marketing. So it's the classic guide to creating great ads. Oh. So, you know, if I think it's so hard at this point for me to find fun reading time and with how much star Wars has come out, I'm not reading as much other stuff. And that doesn't mean I don't want to, it's just prioritizing and, you know, getting some writing opportunities because of those books as well, where it's just like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm enjoying it. Um, to your point about where is the adventure? So I don't know if any of you have, have read this. Ooh. No, I missed that one. So it's a young adult novel by Kevin Shinnick, who I did get to interview and talk about it and things. I... This may be my favorite Star Wars book of the past three years. Nice. Like Bloodline is absolutely my favorite by Claudia Gray, but The Force Collector by Kevin Shinnick is, and it, it's a quick read, but it is fun. It goes to places that you recognize. It goes to new places. And it's a kid discovering himself without being the savior of the galaxy. So that he can just be a kid and stumble through things as he's getting there. So I pick this one up. Like this is just like, this is a heartfelt kind of star Wars hug mm -hmm. that moves the story forward. Like I want to see this kid just show up randomly in something and just be like, Oh my God, it's the force collector. How did this just happen? Um, and I think it really flew under the radar because it came out in that whole, it's part of the journey to the rise of Skywalker. So as all of those books, a lot came out at once. And I think this is the one probably least tied to the films, at least from what I remember of it. And I think that's what I liked about it the most is just like, this is its own story, but there's some really cool stuff going on. Um, so I would check that out from that vantage point. But I mean, I, I love, I love the mystery of things. I love how, you know, favorite book of all time is The Secret History by Donna Tartt. So that's one that people have had the movie rights and creating the show rights for years and years, and no one can figure it out. So no one's greenlit it to actually move on. So that's another one that's just, it, it is intellectually stunning and character development's amazing and just overcoming things. With with a dark side to it as well. So that's what I like. And that's where, you know, someone brought up the Acolyte earlier. Maybe it was Brock. 
that's that same thing. Like I was like, is the acolyte going to give me some of this that I want to see? Is, is this the, the sisters on Dathomir? <laughs> like, am I getting the series with them? <laughs> like that's, that, that's the sort of thing where just like, let, let, let's find some new, some new parts in here. And that's, I love Asajj Ventress, you know? So like even, even one of the other books, Dark Disciple, you know, and how that tied things together from, the Clone Wars and some of the characters. Again, I don't need the hero every time. I like the anti-hero. Um, so maybe that's the best way for me to answer this. Where are we getting those ancillary characters? Where am I getting the best special teams player instead of the quarterback or the stud middle linebacker? Where, how does that come into play? That's a great... You just sold me on that book better than Lucasfilm ever has on Force Collector. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds fantastic. I definitely want to read that now. Um, James, what is going to get you to pick up a, a book? What, what are they I just do? bought Force Collector. <laughs> I just got it on the Kobo. I'm going to, we're going to, I just got on the Kobo for real. So I'm going to read it tonight. So, I'll, so I'll it's, wait for the hate tweets when they're just like, yeah. what was this jerk talking How about? How dare you? That's Still better than well side scroller, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's better than side scroller. Pick it up on Amazon today. Uh, I I don't know what I like to read. I like I like Charles Dickens. I like the old stuff, but I'm I've been into The Witcher a lot lately for whatever reason. But I don't typically like those fantasy type. I don't know if it's a fan. I don't know what it is, but it's an adventure. He's always on an adventure, yeah. The Witcher and all that. So yeah, I guess adventure is definitely up there. My favorite Star Wars book, though, from the modern era is Lords of the Sith. You, Andrew, recommended that book to me, and I, mm -hmm. I didn't uh, want to read it because it didn't seem like one that would interest me. And it, uh, it's just, it's not like, oh, you got to read it. It's just, it's it's fun, right? Front to back, that's just a fun read. It's a fun fun little trip with Vader and the Emperor and Champs and Dula and all that. But I do have a question. I, I just want to know, like, why do you guys think, though, that the adventure, aside from first collector adventure is it, they're focusing more on the sci-fi aspect in star Wars than on the adventure aspect when it comes to the novels. Do, if that's the case, like what, why do you think that's where people are drawn to? Was the EU more like that? I didn't I like, I have I a mean, bunch of EU, but they're like Han Solo and stuff. So they're not really, but I mean, I think the major issue with High Republic is it's jumping, it's it's trying to encapsulate too many characters all at once. So it's like, it's, and like these characters, their stories flow in and out of a story. So it's like, uh, you might have like Vernestra Rowe in a Justine Ireland, a Justina Ireland book, which I believe is like the young readers one. And then she, she pops up as a main character in a young adults novel. So it's like everyone gets a little bit of taste of each character, but then like Buriaga, I, I deviate that he, he pops it and there's no, he, you know, they just understand what he's saying. So like, and you never get his point of view, but he is the main character of like the picture books for high Republic to the point that like the third one, I kind of want to get my hands on because it's showing the scene where, he basically dies like in fallen star so i'm like what what so anyways sorry get a little excited about the high republic but it's like there is an adventure happening but like 
how to keep with that thread of adventure is kind of confusing. So it's like, I wouldn't say it's all sci-fi. I mean, they're in space. So yeah, but <laughs> I mean, we're also talking about a series that created a, a, a rock that's a co-pilot. So it's like, that's fun. <laughs> and he saves the I day know. a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I know all about that rock because so Twitter like... cannot get enough of Theo. Is... <laughs> it's just, I think it's like, it's a... I, I I will say it's a well-run idea, but it's like it's a little hard to engage with because there's so many things happening. But I don't know. But and I think some of the adventure it's adventure, but it is there's so much that's known mm. already. So it is you know, you can introduce a planet, you can introduce a new bad bad person. Um but at the end of the day, you know, like, okay, we can use light, light speed to get out of here. We can use, <laughs> here's the weapons we have. Like, there isn't that, hey, you're dropped here. You don't have a lightsaber. You don't have this. You don't have that. And you're, you have this much time to figure it out. So it is that urgency. It is that, hey, I need to get through this story quickly. So I feel like so much adventure and, and going back to Lord of the Rings again, it, it's getting to know Frodo and Sam and, hey, here's who they are. And, you know, even in the film, hearing Samwise say, okay, and they're just at Farmer Maggot's crops right there. And he's like, the next step will be the furthest I've ever been away from home. You know, so we're not getting that stand by me story of, hey, what if we, you know, we we can walk this many miles and see a dead body. It is like, <laughs> oh, no, I, I need to get on this transport and I can be there and solve the issue at hand. So it's almost like it's too complex. And, you know, maybe that's what I like about the Force Collector is it is just like, oh, mm. you know what? It is a little bit more pulled back and there's no expectations. So Star Wars has the tough part, and I, maybe you've seen this, but fans have a lot of expectations for it. So <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they want to get to something, and if it doesn't happen quick, it's, oh, my God, why wasn't Boba Fett on every, min every second of every minute of, of this show yeah. kind of thing? So that's a, it's a tough audience to please one way or the other. So I, I think they're trying to do it as much as they can. And that probably leads to losing some of that adventure. One yeah. thing I know about the High Republic, having not read it, is everybody I know who has read it and Twitter, which is you know a cesspool, everyone seems to be on board with it. Everyone seems to be like unanimously agreeing that it is it is a great read. If you haven't read it, read it. That's what I'm hearing, and I haven't because I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent all my money on the Force Collector. I can't get into High Republic yet. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much across the board. Like people are unanimously agreeing that they dig the High Republic. Um, I'm just like I based off everything I've read. Period. Not just in Star Wars, but just based off every piece of contemporary literature I've gotten my hands on. Adventure seems like it's gone out of vogue. I think it's it's mm. it's a, as simple as it's just not cool anymore. Uh, and maybe it's because the society we live in, maybe it has something to do with how everything, information's at our fingertips at all times. So senses of wonder and discovery just don't exist in the human psyche. 
Um, so it would be nice to get back to that in some way. It would be nice to get back to moments where, you know, Aragorn leads the hobbits to Weathertop and they're like, what is this thing? And he's explaining to them, this used to be this watchtower of this old kingdom. And like just the, the mystery of finding something new and ancient and just pondering what it could be as you carry on from point A to point B. I think we can get back to that. You're right, Ross. It has gotten a lot more complicated. And this galaxy is a place where they can get from point A to point Z in no time flat, let alone point B. Um, but, you know, take something as simple as the Night Sisters, right? If they came out with a book that was just, hi, I'm a random Night Sister who's coming of age. I need to, you know, do my coming of age ceremony. But, oh, no, my night mother just died. So I have to walk from my village to the next village 100 miles down the road and talk to that night mother. And the book is just about my adventures on my way to get to that village and like fighting rancors or whatever I encounter. To me, that's already a more exciting book than 80% of the books Lucasfilm has given us because it has that, that wonder to it. It has that discovery to it. And I think that if they, if they play their cards right with some of these stories, they can take us to that place. But as it stands right now, I'm worried because we have these two books coming out that sound exciting. We have Brotherhood and we have Secrets of the Sith, right? Here's Anakin and Obi-Wan between episodes one and two, exciting. Here's Luke and Lando between episodes six and seven, exciting. But I'm worried that these books are just gonna be, Anakin, the space station is breaking and we're all out of oxygen, ah, right? <laughs> like, I'm so worried they're just going to go the same route they've been going. Um, Lando, look, my gun's not working. Let's go find a plasma charger for it. I, I just, I want to get back to some old fashioned adventure. And I'm worried that Lucasfilm is too busy looking forward to look backward, even though looking backward has been a big problem with theirs. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe my tastes in, in fiction and literature have just gotten to this weird place. Uh, all I know is it's going to save me money because there's a lot of books I'm foregoing, but am I crazy to be worried about these two new books, Russ? I don't think, I don't think worried is the right word. I think it's, you know, it, it's expectations. And are you going in with expect? Do you want it to be this or do we expect it to be this? Because I mean, I think even people during the Super Bowl. And just being like, well, I need a Kenobi trailer. Like, well, can't we just get Kenobi and watch it when it's there? Like, I love yes. the idea of a trailer, but every everyone wants to know everything about it before it comes out. And you lose that specialness. You talked about it off the top with, uh, with Yoda in the VHS tapes. You know, like it is, was that, that was another episode probably that I was listening to earlier. Um, uh, of watching the beginning part of it that that they had put out with the VHS tapes, and you're like, wait a second, I know who this Yoda guy is, and I've never watched this before. Like it's all Leonard Maltin's fault. Yeah, <laughs> you lose that by getting too much early, but everyone is insatiable, and and that's you know we've all held up the phone of just like, nope, we can get information as soon as we want it. Everyone's breaking news. You know, okay, this person has been cast. And you know what? They might be playing a Jawa that we never see, or they might be the most important character in the story. And someone's working on that story like 24 seven 
trying to figure it out and be the smartest person in the room before anyone has time to enjoy it. Right. So that's part of what we're up against. Yep. And that's societal as well. It's just like, here's TMZ. They're on the spot. Here's this group. You're on the spot. Like that's what media does. And you know, we obviously have a thirst for it as we're sitting here at night after the work day. Like, yeah, let's talk about this stuff. Like there is the thirst, there is the love, but it's just like, what do you lose in that transaction? Yeah, good point. Brock, what do you think about these two new books? Um, I'm hesitant to read them, though I, I forgot like one's supposed to be about Luke and Lando, and I've since uh, Rise of Skywalker was like, yo, we could, let's get that story. So like, I'll probably check that one out. But when it comes to do a book to do with the actual like cinematic universe, I'm like, I've gone down this road and you get handcuffed and it's like, like some of it's good. Like Bloodline is very good. And I haven't read Aftermath, but it sounds awesome. But like it, there was so many, so many like books or even like comics too, where it's like, here's your character it's like oh cool maybe we'll see so i was like no because like until that the like the specifically talking sequels is like until the sequels are done you're not gonna get any little real character development or or anything because we don't know what the third movie is gonna be so uh i think that's might be why i'm liking high republic because it's sort of like it can just do whatever it wants at the moment so uh is the brotherhood book gonna work at all with obi-wan because uh the series because like that's the that's the anakin obi-wan one right brotherhood is that yeah. what the title is if it works with the show in some way then i might get more engaged i hate i hate saying something like that because the book is always better than the movie but like <laughs> you know what i mean like i Maybe it's our new society now where we're bored within five seconds. So it's like, if you give me a reason to be into this outside of like, here's something crazy. I don't know. So, yeah. Well, I think even with Brotherhood, that opportunity to, again, build off what happened in the Clone Wars, like the stories that we do have mm -hmm. and referencing things because there's, there's so much there. And I think that's, it's again, more popular characters that people know more about, but it's, it gives that little bit of dark disciple vibe again of, Hey, we're going to get more backstory that of, of characters that people know, but no, don't necessarily care about with Quinlan Voss and Ventress mm -hmm. and how that turned into an adventure. And that that's one of my favorites as well, because there were no expectations. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, what yeah. are these cast offs doing? And it's not, no, Luke would never do this. <laughs> They're like, yes, Ventress would do this. Yes, Quinlan would do this. Like, no, nothing below board is off the table. Yeah, you're right. It, it's um, it's fun. It's always fun to dive into those side characters, even like something like Catalyst with just Galen and Lyra Urso. And I think why that book, books like Catalyst and books like Dark Disciple, they work for me because they didn't feel like just hard sci-fi. Catalyst felt like a, like a drama, like a political thriller, as did Bloodline, which I love. Bloodline actually made me cry. Uh, the whole Ransom Castervo thing, like that was, 
that got me emotionally invested. And then Dark Disciple is like a, a flat out tragic romance with Sith in it. Like it's just, it's beautiful. So I I just hope that, uh, and again, this goes back to expectations. You're right, Ross. So it's like, you know, the, they can't cater these books to me uh, yet. But <laughs> I'm hoping with Brotherhood and even more so with this Luke and Lando book that first and foremost, you know, focus on character because that's what's important. But take the time to kind of give it these little, give it these genres that we don't expect. Give it these genres that are left of center so it's not just the space station is breaking, but except this time it's happening to Quinlan Boss. Like, I, I just want them to go somewhere more colorful. Uh, and I mean that both figuratively and literally. Uh, space is pretty drab looking, even when it's in my mind's eye. Uh, like, because Brock, you mentioned like in the comics, uh, I didn't get to the point in the comics where we see Starlight Beacon until after I finished reading The Fallen Star. And when I yeah. saw Starlight Beacon in the comic, and I'm like, oh my God, it's all gold inside. Like, it yeah, like, yeah. I wish I knew this beforehand because in my mind, I'm picturing drab space station because that's all we know. So yeah. it, it's, uh, it's it just put us somewhere that's. Even though it's a book, put us somewhere that's beautiful to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, are you going to read these books? I might eventually. Yeah, I, I like reading. Well, I think look for me though. Sorry, Brock. I, I, I the High Republic intrigues me the most because I kind I do like it, especially now in this era that we're in with Star Wars and all these stories. I do like it when they separate themselves from the characters and the movies and the TV shows that we're getting for the simple fact that, uh, well, I don't really like canon isn't really something I really care about too much to be like, if, if someone retcons something, it's not always a big deal, but at the same time you get this Luke and Lando book coming out. And then in five years, someone's like, you know what? I'm going to tell a story about Luke and Lando on Disney plus. And Disney's like, yeah, they greenlit it. And they just retcon it all right. Like bad batch did it with the Canaan order 66 thing and these little things always happen they did it in in book of boba fett some stuff was also retconned i believe so, but and, and you can't so that's my one thing it's like when you do it in a book as much as they say the books are part of it it's like they're kind of like you know they're let they're and i hate to say it because i don't mean to i don't want to diminish the authors or anything and put them down but they're a little bit lesser in regards to the overall star wars story whereas high republic is kind of like this is the big cheese and that's it i don't see acolyte contradicting anything that you guys are reading right now mm -hmm. i don't think it will but that's my concern reading like these other books though it's like like aftermath did aftermath i mean cobb Vant, like they ended up bringing cobb Vant and like things like that are happening but I don't know. I, that's my one concern with them is just like they seem to poo-poo their own canon now. It's like, well, what was the point of of telling us everything's connected if you're just gonna disregard what you wrote? So, High Republic is. I am going to get to it. I promise you, I'm going to get to it. But I have to finish my coloring book first. <laughs> well, page thirteen of that coloring book is a monster. I don't blame it. <laughs> Every page is just a stormtrooper and Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any last thoughts um ross let me start with you about books and the star wars wonderful literary world that we live in um i i'm very thankful for del rey all the authors all the all the assistants i i've i've been able to 
fortunate to be working with some of these people to to do reviews and articles and things like that. So just how much they love being a part of it. I think that's that's the awesome part. And it almost makes me like it hurts a little if I don't love something about a book because I know how much they're putting into it. Right. And which yeah. books do you absolutely hate? Put them on. I'm just joking. You know what? <laughs> oh, he's, going, he's going for it. He's going for it. Side so, scroller. No, <laughs> and I made the reference earlier. And I don't know that I I don't know that I hate anything. There may be there may be a thing here or there, but I try to stay on the very positive side of things. But Poe Freefall was one of those where I was just like, <laughs> oh, they got me. Like it was, I was just like, oh I and I wanted it to be more because I I don't love Poe as a character. I don't think they did enough for him in the films. I love Oscar Isaacs as an actor, and I think he brought Poe to life, but I don't think the story allowed Poe, and maybe I still hold the mom joke against his character at the beginning of the second film. So (laughs) when he did that, and it's just like, okay, that character is now ruined for me forever. (laughs) Um. But that one there, but, you know, I want to thank Disney Books, Del Rey. I don't know if you all check out utini.com. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to see what you should read and get background on it, it's it's a group of fans that have done an amazing job of letting you know what order things come out. Like, that's mm. where I go to see, like, okay, what comic books are coming out next? What books are... The entire site, and it's a pretty massive site that they've been building is all about the book side of Star Wars. So utini.com, they do a great job with that. So check it out. Um, you know, and then again, Claudia Gray being great. I've, been, I've, I've met her in person um, at the Indie Comic Con recently. Like, and she's just wonderful to, to talk to as a person. Um, so that makes it that much better. And you want to cheer for these people and for what they're putting out as well. So I look forward to supporting all of them. I bought I bought the Poe book even after I read it digitally <laughs> because I'm going to support it. Like, I know that I care about it, so I want it to keep growing. And I, I think there are better books maybe from some of the authors that are going to come. But you need, you need to be able to cut your teeth sometimes, and especially on something as in-depth as Star Wars to find your voice. So... I never want to say, oh, they're a terrible Star Wars author. I want to say, okay, there was their first try. Let's see what they get next time and and what it turns into. So hoping that that's the case. Cool. Brock? What was the question? (laughs) Uh, Any final thoughts on the world? Oh, yes. Um, I like High Republic a lot. I I had a thought in my head. I can't remember what it is now. I like it a lot. Like it's uh it's not perfect, but it is worth attempting. Like it's like, hey, you want to read it, just read this one. If you like this one, then maybe read this one. Like go from there. Cause it's like uh I've said I've read mo like all of the books. I'm not that's not like I'm reading them digitally and I'm kinda happy about that because like after I've read the book, if I bought the physical copy, like there's only so much room on my bookshelf. I think I'd be like, maybe I'll get rid of this. 
But at the same note, like I want to, like I like what they're doing here. And again, sidebar, the comics, like the Marvel one, is okay. The IDW one for kids is like, oh, this is actually like enjoyable, like for an adult like me, like. So and then it blows my mind that it's like, oh, this character, I I met him in a comic first, and now he's in this book. So yeah. Just go read it. Read Light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi? Light of the Force. Light of the Force. See, I told you I'm terrible at the title. <laughs> read it. You don't like it. Cool. You tried. And I just ask you to try. That's all we can ask of any reader. Yep. Right? And I mean, the, um, the books themselves will never go out of style. As far as I'm concerned, I'll always be happy to hear new books are coming out. Um, I think if, if I have one last thought, one thing I'm hoping for uh, and I'll cross my fingers for is remember back when they showed, uh, I think it was a whiteboard uh, in the planning room for a high Republic. They had that big high Republic yeah. whiteboard of like things we want to see. Uh, one of the things was some kind of reference to the star Wars version of the Knights of the round table mm. uh, or something, something like that, some kind of King Arthur equivalent. Uh, and if you read the, the tales of King Arthur and the Knights, that is 100% adventure. So uh, we're, we're taking a step backwards in time with the with phase two of High Republic now. They're going back another 200 years. They're basically doing what Lucas did with the movies. They're doing a middle chapter prequels and then finishing the story. So I hope that this jump backwards takes us to that Knights of the Round Table kind of story because that is all kinds of Andrew's vibe. So you know what else was on that whiteboard that could be 200 years before? Dinosaurs. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Dren Greer are the dinosaurs, so they've already done that, James. I'm sorry. They're plants. I don't know whatever. what you're talking about. <laughs> They're plants. They're monsters. They're plants. <laughs> Somebody has to ride the mythosaur. Yeah, I was so, gonna say, did someone say mythosaur? <laughs> mythosaur. <laughs> oh boy. Well, thanks guys so much for coming to talk about books with me. Um, I had to get this book stuff off my chest and I wanted to get some other opinions because I really, besides you guys, I really don't know other people who, who read these books. Uh, I have lots of Star Wars fan friends, but they, they draw the line somewhere between movies and books. So I'm glad to hear all these other takes on it. It's always nice to know that like there's like Hidden Gems, Force Collector. I totally passed over Force Collector. Um, to my own detriment, I went for Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse instead. And I mean, <laughs> nothing against Rebecca Roanhorse, but I, the only thing I remember from that whole book was at some point somebody serves Ray tea. The highlight <laughs> of the book for me was Ray has a cup of tea. That is it. So uh, I'm glad that Force Collector exists and that it's as good as you say it is because now I'm excited to read that. Yeah, well, I hope it's as good as I said it is. So. Uh... <laughs> I I fully believe it, and I I have it out here. I may read this again real quick just because of that. So ho hopefully you both enjoy it. Hopefully all three of you right. enjoy it. <laughs> I'm gonna steal James's copy. Yeah, yeah, it's digital. Good luck. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, thanks for all admitting that Side Scroller is the best book ever written. I, I really, you guys, you guys didn't what? have to say that. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Ross, um, if you do you have any work you want to plug, anything you want to plug to the viewers, anything that going on? Yeah, I mean, I will 
writing some one-off things for fanthatracks.com. So doing that there. Uh, come join Coffee with Kenobi on uh, Monday nights at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern on Facebook. And it, it's just Dan Z hosting a, hosting a group of friends. There's typically a top five list and everyone gets to compare their notes and go through it. So it's, it's a fun little community there. Um, yeah. And then looking forward to Anaheim and hoping all of that gets to happen. So I've, I've got my tickets for that. And, you know, I'm on Twitter at Ross Oliban and on Instagram at pop star indie. So that's where the majority of my uh, star Wars stuff is. I totally forgot about Anaheim. That's this summer, isn't it? Yeah. That, I mean, that's, it's that's May. May. Wow. So Kenobi will start the day before yeah. celebration. Holy Ooh, cow. That's very lucky. Now that date <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> well, and that, do you know that Kenobi, the, the date that they have it is the 45th anniversary of A New Hope coming out? Oh, yes, that's right. I think I heard that. So that's where that start. But like, so that just means it's all. Yeah, yeah. It's all hyper fuel at this point being being pushed <laughs> on us for, for that time period. And then I guess they announced today Stranger Things uh, yes. comes out a couple days later. Oh, so, wow. Yep. Yeah. You know, all the Star Wars people that, that follow Stranger Things are going to be like, oh, my God, how am I going to do all of this at once? <laughs> Somebody on Netflix panicked when they saw that Kenobi poster and they're like, quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, James Brock, do you guys have any podcasts you want to plug? Wait. Uh, Infinity nope. Rewatch. Uh, you can right. check that out. Uh, yeah. No, uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's Rebel Scum Podcast. Rebel Scum Podcast, where you can get all your Rebel Scum news uh, with me and James. <laughs> and me and James. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's on this channel, so you know where it is. Yeah, if you're here, you found it. What you is found Rebel it. Scum? I don't know what that meant. We'll talk about that later. All right. Rebel Scum. I got to go read Force Collector. Let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming here today. And thanks, everybody, who watched this. And until next time, may the Force of others be with you. Thanks, guys. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.